a good Isruchad. Once again, we're now recording for the, now the second share for, for, which was given yesterday on the second day Shavuot. In the previous share, we, um, we were discussing the sugya of Ikar and Tophel on Memdalud or Medalus, discussing the sugya of, of uh, Ikar and Tophel. And the Gemara, after the, the, the Mishnah has brought the case of um, Amoliah, where they brought him something salty and some bread with it, we said that on the, on the, um, on the, you just make a bracha on the Moliach, on the salty thing, and that covers the bread. And the Gemara asks, well, how can you have bread being softened? And the Gemara asks, yes, you can, if he's having Paris Genosa, he's having the fruit of Genosa. If he's having the fruit of Genosa, well, and the Gemara went on to show, that's what we looked at yesterday, in the previous year, about the Chashivas of the Paris Genosa, it's such an amazing fruit, it's so sweet, that that would, for some reason, which we're going to discuss that Sashem soon, that would make the bread softened. Now, before we actually go into that, I just want to, now we're looking at the sheet from, from the, this, from the sugar, Ikar and Tophel. And before we go to the sheet, if we just take a look at Tosis, the second Tosis on Memdala Domadala. It says, the person makes a bracha on the salty thing. The Yafa gab the Ashmin and the Tafsay Tehapapere. says Tosis, even though we've already learned earlier in the Mishnah Membeis, I think it was, that the bread covers side dishes. So we know the concept of Ikar and Tophel. If Surah Ashmin, still we need Amishnah here to tell us to dwell in the past Tophel, that sometimes bread can be Tophel. That's the Kiddush of Amishnah. Don't ask, but we already know the figure of Ikar and Tophel from the mission earlier, they make a broth of bread and that covers everything. No! Here, we're telling you that sometimes bread, an extra Kiddush, even bread can be Tophel. And if you take a look on the sheet, the first Rabbi Niyana, there you'll see the same idea in the Rabbi Niyana. He says, we, we learned in the Mishnah, the main point of this Mishnah is not to tell me that the Ikha passes the Tophel. The main point of this Mishnah is not to tell me that the Ikha passes the Tophel. She says, they're partial to, that's partial. So, Shamin Ali Minas Nisi, we read it from the Mishnah earlier, the Tony that it taught, Perech Allah Pass, Potter, Sabah Perech. El Abodashmin Rad is coming to teach us, Shabhaon is sometimes Shafir Allah Pass, even bread can be Tophel. Shalot Temed, you shouldn't say Shalot Elam Ain Allah Pass, don't think that bread can ever be Tophel. The Bnei Chashivus, because it's Chashivus, Kamashim, and that's why I have to teach us, Shepha'ovi Mitzvah, that sometimes it is Tophel. She'ein ikarachilos, ba'avarapas, se'im avarikhalos. Because you're not really eating it because of the bread, and therefore, you don't make a broth, you're only eating it because of something else, and therefore, you don't make a broth on the bread. Now, this is very, very interesting, because we know that the Shitta of Rashi, if we go back a little bit to the, the Sugya on Memalaform of Dates, where we talked about what exactly bread covers. Now, the shit of Rashi is, the way we explained it at the time was, that Rashi learns that bread passes manners through the normal rules of Ikha and Tophel. Therefore, if you eat the food with the bread, if the food you're eating with it, which accompanies the bread, is to embellish the bread, is to enhance the bread, then it's Tophel and it's covered by the bread. But if not, then you need to require a separate bracha. So if you have meat in a, in a meal with bread, unless you're eating the meat with the bread, the meat is not enhancing the bread, it will require its own bracha. So then, 100% to make perfect sense. Bread works through Ikar and Tophel. Then Tosus will make perfect sense. The problem was that Tosus over there learned different to Rashi. Tosus challenged Rashi, he disagreed with Rashi, and he said that no, bread, if you make a block of bread, will exempt even the things which you're not eating with the bread. So surely bread doesn't work through Ikar and Tophel anyway. So what does Tosus mean? Oh, we've already learned earlier that I did it. Past covers parteres. 
That's with bread. What's that got to do? Bread works differently. If I, have a, if I make a bracha on a cracker, and I eat the cracker, and then I decide to have some tuna, then I'm not eating the tuna with the cracker. Are you going to tell me, ooh, well, the tuna is passed by the cracker? Of course not, because it's not tofel. It's a din in bread. Where if I make a broth on bread, and then during the meal I decide to have some fish, I don't make a broth on the fish, so you see that, that that's just how Rashi so she disagrees. So therefore, what's going on in here? And that's what the, the Rabbinian also learns like Tosis over there. So what are you talking about, Ikan Tofa? What's the connection between the two sugyas? The answer seems to be, I think, the most partial way, that it, we could go into it more, but just, just to take one little, little concept out. If you go back to that sugya on Memada, if you take a look at the sheet there, even if you look at Tosis there, it's already, you can see it there, but it's, it, I, I've highlighted it on the sheet throughout the Rabbinian Yonah, the idea is that even according to the Rabbinian and Tosis, it's called Tofel. The meat that you have in the meal is called Tofel. And the way we explained it was along the lines, like the Ritzvah, the, like the Ritzvah said there. Even though it's not really Tofel, because it's not enhancing the bread, and not even eating it with the bread, it's Choshev in its own right, the meat, it doesn't matter. Chazal make it like it's Tofel. And the way we explained it is, because when you make a bracha on bread, the idea is, I'm not just making a bracha on the bread, I'm making a bracha on a bread meal. Now, bread meal doesn't just consist of bread. It consists of anything which, which helps to make a bread meal. So therefore, the bread is the main thing, because the bread is the most cautious thing. And everything else, even though it's not actually enhancing the bread, but it's enhancing the bread meal, therefore it's considered to be total. And therefore, in that sense, the idea of, of bread touching other things is a certain idea of ikka and total. It's just the way we call it, bread is like a super ikka. It's a super ikka. Therefore, Tosis and the Rabbi Niyona make perfect sense here. That even though, so Tosis, you already told me that bread passes other things. So I know of the concept, how does bread pass to other things? Must be through some sort of idea of ikka and tofel. Maybe a slightly different one. There, the, the bread is a bigger chiddush. But don't tell me, oh, but bread's different because it passes even things which are not eaten with it. That's only because bread has got a different way of, of the ikka and tofel working. But it's also called ikka and tofel. So obviously I know that if I have two things together, my, my tuna or my cracker, so I'm eating them together, one's ik and one's tofel, of course you only make one brothel. So says Tosin, so ask Tosin the Rabbi Niyana, so why do you need this mission over here? The answer is, that is the Kiddush, that sometimes bread can be tofel. That's the basic idea. Let's say we could go more into it and say exactly how ik and tofel was, but I don't think it's particularly necessary, so we'll, we'll suffice with that. The other thing I'd like to just, uh, just take a few moments to look at, before we go into the halacha, and that is again to tie up a loose end. If we go back to the to the sugya towards the beginning of the parak, involved there, where we discuss the bracha one mate on oil, and the gemara there wanted to know that's actually a lamatei going on to lamadvov there, lamatei on the base to lamadvov, and the gemara says there, what bracha do you make on oil? You make bari priyai. Says the gemara, why do you make a bari priyai on it? It damages a person. Oil damages a person. So the Gemara says, no, you eat it with bread. So the Gemara, well, in which case the bread is the ikka, so you won't be making a bracha on the oil. So the Gemara, you're right. You make, you, so you eat it with the anigra, with this uh, stuff which, in, in which uh, vegetables have been boiled. So the Gemara, okay, in which case the anigra is the ikka. So you still won't be making a bracha on the oil. So the Gemara, okay, but we're talking about what you have with anigra, but you're having it for a four purpose. The person's got a problem with his throat. So in that case, the oil is now the ikka. And since it's not going to be damaging, because you're having it together with our Negro, therefore, you make a bracha on the olive oil, you make very priori. Now, the shayla is, 
What happens if a person has the oil with bread, but for a four purposes? Why didn't the Gemara, at the earlier stage, when the Gemara says, ooh, oil is, is damaging. So the Gemara says, okay, you have it with bread. So the Gemara, but in which case, you make a broch on the bread. The bread is the Why didn't the Gemara answer that stage? No, you're having it for a four purposes. So you could say one of two things. You could either say, you know why? Because taka. If you have it with bread, the bread will be the ikka, even though you're having it for a four purposes. That's one possibility. The other possibility is you'd have to fetch out of it and say, no, Elohanami, the Gemara could have said it. So the Gemara first tries anigrin. And then when it didn't work with anigrin, so then it came on to that answer. Because especially with anigrin, the Gemara brings a bright with anigrin to do with Shabbos to show that uh, sometimes people have shemen with anigrin for a four purposes. That's a normal thing to do when you're having it for a four purposes you have, you have with anigrin. So then Elohanami, who has him with bread. And if you take a look at the riff prints on the sheet, second Mara Mokham down there, that's exactly we see this mark like it's there. Says the riff, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, Zekein Omar Rabbi Yitzchot, Zekein Omar Rabbi Yechanan, Shemen Zayis, on olive oil, Mavorech on olive oil, Piyoy. To me, very Piyoy. V'davka heichot zechashash v'groinah. Davka where he's got a problem with his throat. V'shoti li'ali da nigrin, he has with da nigrin, da v'li shemen ikr, in which case the shemen becomes the ikr. Z'tanya ha'cheshu v'groinah le'ya'enu v'shemen, ala nevitin u'shemen ha'bi l'secha nigrin u'beleya. As he learns over there, that if a person come out on Shabbos, a person shouldn't gargle the oil because it's clearly for a four purposes, which you can't do on Shabbos. But rather, you should put the oil inside an inside an anigrin and swallow it. Or according to Tzitzit in Rashi, it means all swallow it. Okay, that's to do with Shabbos. Says the Rish, this is what we need. Where he has the oil with the bread. The bread will be the ikka, the shemen tofel, and the oil is tofel. Which none we've learned in our Mishnah here. And he finished off. He shot the mishtayah or zikin alzikin If you have the oil on its own, you don't make a broth on it because it's damaged. That's it. Comes along the Rabbi Nuyo, you know, and the next the next one down, and he says, I don't understand. The lotion shekos have a riftal. The lotion that the rift writes. It's a pedal, what's the riff saying here? Why does the riff need to write this here? Does the riff need to tell us this chiddush that bread is always the ikha and passes all types of food? Since, of course, once you've already said at the beginning, the dafka hecha the chashash begrenes, the mavorecha de eroshato. He said, I, I, I don't understand what's going on here. What's going on is that this. Rabbeinu Yonah assumes, he says, what's the Rif talking about here? If we're talking about that a person's got a throat ache, he's got a throat ache, then you wouldn't be making a broth on the bread because the oil is the ikka. My argument if you're having it with bread or you're having it with, with an amigrin. At the end of the day, the oil is the ikka. That's all I need. So why would I be making a separate broth? Or why would I be making a broth on the bread? Elamai, the rift must mean to say that if a person has bread, now he has bread with oil, not for a poor purposes, he makes a broth on the bread. Says Rabbi Yehuda, what you need to tell us that? I didn't, I wouldn't have known that. That's partial. Obviously, the bread is ikka. But that's only because Rabbi Yehuda took on as a double poshus that if you're having it for a poor purposes, then the oil will always be the ikka, like over here, like in Agamara, where a person's having the the, the salty thing. And he's only having the bread to take away the salty taste. So he said, the past is tofel. So to here, I want the oil because the oil is going to soothe the throat. I'm only having the bread because I want to take away the damaging effects of the oil. 
So in which case, the oil is the ikah. Why shouldn't it be the ikah? So because of that, the Rabbeinu Yonah comes to the conclusion, the rib must have meant to say in a case that he's not having it for, for, uh, for a four purposes. Now we've got this problem, what's the rib telling us? But the truth is that the rib, if you look closely at the rib, that's not what the rib is saying. The rib is saying that if you have the oil with the bread, as opposed to the anigran, for a four purposes, you'll make a brock on the bread and not on the oil. It's different to the anigran. The Gemara Badafka says, only with the Anigrin, only with the Anigrin, if you have the oil with the Anigrin for a four purposes, you make a bracha on the oil. But if you have the oil with the bread for a four purposes, you'll make a bracha on the bread. Obviously that begs the question of why? Why is it any different to Al-Sadi over here? The Chayr of the Rabbinian is correct. What's the difference? If I have something salty, and I only have the bread to take away the salty taste, we say you don't make a bracha on the bread. So why over there should it be any different? I have the oil... And I have the bread just to make sure the oil doesn't damage me. So in which case, why should I make a bracha? Why would I be making a bracha on the bread? Why would the riff say that? The rabbi Yenah makes perfect sense. But at the end of the day, the says, no, it's different. Well, what is the difference? And I think there's maybe more than three, but I want to show you in the Rishonim, because already the Achronim suggests answers. I want to show you in the Rishonim already the answers are, if you look very, very carefully, as is always, as is so often the case, you'll find the Rishonim already allude to the answers. Let me show you one answer, the Rosh. The Rosh, who writes like the Rif, he writes like the Rif, that on, he quotes the Rif to do with the sugya with the oil, so seemingly he passes like the Rif, doesn't seem to disagree, and if you look at the Tosot Rosh on our sugya here, it's the, it's the, uh, the last thing on the sheet here, the Tosot Rosh, he writes, they're very sweet, the Torah lech on imayim davar baliach. You've got to have something salty with them. Kedavina lekamon, as we say later on, shall you know something terif? The code to say to Amin that they would put the they would sorry they would give they would give the um, the, uh, the 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 tiny fish they would give it to the people who are casting the figs because if they're casting the figs, so obviously if they're casting the figs, the halacha is your worker can eat from them. So if they're casting the figs, they'd be eating from these figs, which are very, very sweet. So in order to counteract that, they'd eat, they'd eat something uh, salty with it. The oise maliach, here comes the key word. The oise maliach, And that salty thing, you could eat without the bread. And therefore the maliach is the ikar, and the bread is total. There the Rosh has given us the first answer. Then the rabbi also quotes his answer from an, from an Akharan. But here you see the Ted Sarosh gives us this answer. The Rishonim ready say like this. What's the idea? In the case of the, of the oil, in the sugya earlier, you can't have the oil without the bread. Because it's going to damage the person. So he has to have the bread with the oil. Oh, in which case, then the bread is the ikah. Because you can't, you can't, by definition, you can't have oil without bread. So I don't care what you're interested in. The bread is ikah there. Masha ikah, you know, in the sugya over here, which is about something salty and bread. You could eat the salty thing on its own. It may not be so pleasant to have the salty taste in your mouth afterwards. It won't damage you. So in which case, since you can eat it without the bread, therefore we, ha- therefore we say, well, at the end of the day, why are you having the bread? Only to take away an unpleasant taste? Okay, it's awful. That's the first difference. Because over there, with the oil, you can't have the oil without the bread. Therefore, the bread's the ikah. Now, over here. That's answer number one. 
Answer number two is the most posh answer of the lot is Rashi. Rashi says, you take a look at Rashi, the first Rashi in the Gemara. Rashi says, Peres Kinusa, Peres Eret Yam Kinev, Chashuvim in Despite what we've always learned, bread, we thought bread is always the most posh thing. Well, apparently not. The Peres of Yam Kinusa, or the Peres of Kinusa, are even more posh than bread. That's it. And a simple answer. And Rashi, there's a sefer called Sefer HaOira, which is Miyuchas Rashi. it also brings down the riff earlier. The idea about the bread and the oil. So therefore, Rashi would seem to be answering the question as well. With bread and oil, 100%. I don't care why you're having the bread. Bread cannot be toffel. Because it's more costly than the oil. If it's more costly than the oil, I don't care why you're having it. You'll always make a broth on the bread. Masha'enkin over here, over here is different. Because over here, the bread is tougher because it's tougher. It's less costly than the Yamkinus. That was the Gemara's question. The Gemara said, how can... Something more liach be more kosher than, 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 the, than, the, than bread? How can that be? Answer me, yeah, because it's about something exceptional here. We're talking about where you're having it together with a periskinusa. Now, whether the pshat is that you, the periskinusa have a certain salty taste to them, or you put some salt into them to counteract the, to counteract the, um, the, uh, the, the sweet taste, that's probably the most poshest idea. But either way, the idea is, you're not, it's not pshat that the moliach is more kosher than the kinusa. The Peshat is that the Peretzke sorry, not Peshat in the Moliach is more costly than the past. It's the Peretzke which may be salted. If you put some salt in them to counteract the, 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 um, the sweet taste, but the idea is, therefore, it's more costly. Because the Peretzke themselves, which is actually what you're making the bracha on, that's more costly than the bread. It's more costly than the bread. And a Khalami, then it can, the bread can be tossed. That's answer number two. Answer number three is based on Tosis. Tosis, the first Tosis on the page, Bochle Periskinusashon. Says Tosis, Shamoliach Eka, because the Moliach is the main thing. Shubo Leheshevale, because it's coming to literally to bring the heart back. Shenachalash Menu Mesikasa Peris, because the heart became weak because of the sweetness of the fruit. They are Pashala Akharov Tofel, and therefore the bread you have after it is Tofel. There ain't no bottle of Israel, and it's only coming because of the Moliach, because of the salty thing. Now, the Imtoma asks in which case, Peres have Ikar, or Moliach Tofel. In which case, the fruit is the main thing, not the salt, not the salty food. The Libriachalah Peres, with Ikarakurus, to just make a broth on the, on the fruit, and that should cover everything. For example, if a person has a cracker with egg on it, so you just make a broth on the cracker, and the egg is Tofel, it's just give a, as a spread on the cracker, you make a broth just on the cracker. What if I have a pickle on top of the, on top of the egg? And the pickle is there to enhance the, the egg. Still, you just make a broth on the, on the cracker. And the cracker will cover the egg, which is, because the egg is toppled to the cracker. And automatically, you also cover the pickle, because the pickle is toppled to the, to the egg. So, so to here. The only reason I'm having the salty thing is, because I had the period genusa, which was sweet. So in which case, the moliav should be toppled to the genusa. So why am I making a broth on the salty thing? The answer is to the Yishloimar, the Mairi Shula Ochan Alperes to Isa Minus. We're talking about that you never ate the fruit at the same time. I ate the fruit earlier on, an hour ago. And therefore I thought this, now suddenly I'm feeling very, very weak, so I take something more near. So now I've got to make a separate bracha because it's a completely different time. Inami or, the Shosha Ochan Alperes Kinusa, the time when you ate the Peres Kinusa, Loma Yashama Dain Moliach, the Moliach wasn't yet there. Who pass from the bread, the money from the past wasn't yet there. Because he didn't realize 
how, uh, how uh, sweet the fruit was, how it was going to affect him. So therefore he didn't have in mind, he didn't have in mind to cover the moliach and the bread. Either way, whatever answer you take, the idea is the same. Tosus is saying that when I made the bracha on the Pierce Kinusa, that bracha did not cover the moliach and the puff, either because I have it at a completely different stage, completely an hour later, or simply I did not have it in mind. And Ikka and Sofa, you have to have it in mind. It's not shut that you just make a bracha on, on the Ikka and then you can just make a bracha on the Tophel. You need a bracha on the Tophel. The Peshat is that the bracha on the Ikka covers the Tophel. So just like if I make a bracha on a, an apple, and I want it to cover an orange, I have to have it in mind, it's got to be on the table in front of me or something like that. So to here, if I make a bracha on the crack and I want it to cover the, the, um, the egg, I have to have in mind that I want it to cover the egg. Well, it's got to be in front of me at least. It's got to be clear. But if I don't have it in mind, of course it's got to have its own bracha. That's the answer of Tosis. So according to that, we have a very simple answer. In the case of the bread with the, with the, um, the bread with the oil, you were eating the bread with the oil. The oil was there, together with the bread, so it shouldn't have the negative effect. So therefore, enochanami, the bread will be the ikka. If you eat them together, your mama eats them together, so enochanami could be that the bread is the ikka. Could well be that the bread, the, 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 the bread is, is the ikka, because you're eating them together. Masha'eke in here, where you're having them one after the other, if it's one after the other, then it is, then it is taka, it's taka different. If you're eating the bread afterwards, then it is no longer, um, it will not have the, the, the same alocha as uh, the case of the oil. What I mean to say is, because according to Tosis, the way it goes is, you first eat the fruit. Oi, oi, I feel so, I, I feel so, um, um, I've got such a sweet taste, I'm, I'm feeling very, very, uh, I'm feeling very weak. So what do I do? I have to counteract it. How do I counteract it? By taking something salty. Now I've taken something salty, now I have to eat the bread. So therefore that's the order of events. In which case, and if I don't eat, the bread can be toppled. But in the case earlier, we're talking about when you have the bread together with the oil, if you're having it together, then and if I don't eat, the, the, the bread will be, will be the echo. Now, Shainkin, if you take a look at the Rabbi Niyodah, the last piece of Rabbi Niyodah we haven't looked at, it's the last, second last source on the sheet here. Look at what the Rabbi Niyodah learns. They're very sweet. They're only eating with a lot of salt. In order that the sweetness shouldn't damage them. And you eat them together with the bread. Therefore it comes out and the bread is softer to the parents. What's going on here is it's clear that Abedi Yonah learned that you actually put the salt into the fruit. You put the salt into the fruit, that would be suggested in Rashi. You put the salt into the fruit, not like toast, you eat them one after the other. And therefore, it could well be that you also eat the bread together. You eat it all together. If you eat it all together, and Akhanami, the bread, the bread will be, um, according to the Rabbeinu Yonah, presumably you're eating, you're eating the bread with it. So why should it be any different to the case of the oil? Just like over here, we see that even though you eat it together with it, the oil, the bread will be the tovel. So in the case with the oil, says the Rabbi Niyona, even if you have it with the oil, it should be tofel. In the mind of these two last answers, what we said in Rashi, what we said in the based on Tosfos, is also, I think, the Bach writes these two answers. Again, I'm not sure if he brings them from the Roshonim, but the answers are found. So the Kitsa, we have three answers to this question. 
we have the Machlokas Rifa Rabbeinu Yonah as to whether when a person has oil for a four purposes, if he has it together with bread, does he make a bracha on the bread or on the oil? The Rif says you make a bracha on the bread. The Rabbeinu Yonah says, no, why should it be any different, different to Agamor over here where you're having a salty thing followed by the bread, take away the salty taste, you make a bracha just on the salty thing and not on the bread. Whereas the Rif says, no, they're obviously different. Why are they different? Answer number one, based on the Rosh, in the name of the Rabbeinu Hananel, is that over there with the oil, you could not have the oil without the bread. Masha'ikin over here, you could have the salty thing without the bread. That's answer number one. Answer number two is, simple, says Rashi. Peiris ginusa amur choshen and bread. That's it. Answer number three is based on Tosfus. It may be extrapolating a little bit in Tosfus, but the idea is that Tosfus is learning that you're not actually eating everything together. You have the fruit, then you have the salt, the salty thing to counteract that. And we, we, could well, we could well assume that you have the bread after that to counteract the bread, the, the, the salty thing. They're eaten one after the other. If they're eaten one after the other, then the bread can be the top. In the case of the oil, there you're eating the oil with the bread. If you're eating it with the bread, then says the rib, the bread will be the ikka. Whereas the Rabbeinu Yonah learns that you're eating everything together. You put the salt in the fruit. But if you're putting the salt in the fruit, we could well assume that you also eat the bread with all of that together. So you're eating it all as a sandwich, so therefore there's no difference between that case and the case of the oil. The kids of what we've seen over here is, just as, a, as, as an aside if you want, going back to the sugya, is two really different mahalkanists, how to understand the Mishnah, it says, Hey, the form of Moliach. According to Lamashal, according to the Rabbeinu Yonah, and very possibly Rashi, the Shafis, they, when once the Gemara has explained it, they bring in front of him the Peret Kinusa, which are salty. So you make a Peretri or eight on the fruit, and that covers the bread. That would be the Peshat, would be definitely the Rabbeinu Yonah, and uh, seemingly Rashi would say the same thing. And the Peret Kinusa are more Choshov than the, because otherwise how do you answer the, the question? Yeah? If we're saying that the Peris Kenusa are more Choshen than the bread, okay, but I'm not making a bracha on the Peris Kenusa, I'm making a bracha on the salty thing. That's what the Mishnah says. It says, Mavari Chalamoniach. So it must be that you put the salt into the, the fruit, and since you're making, now, now the fruit, you're making a bracha on the fruit, the fruit is more Choshen than the, than the, um, than the bread, so therefore the bracha on the fruit will cover the bread which you're only having because of the salt to add to, add to the fruit. That's the way Rashi and the Rabbeinu Yonah will, um, maybe for different reasons, but that's the way they will learn up this, this, uh, this sugya. Whereas Tosfus clearly learns that no, you have the fruit, and now you have the Moliach separately to counteract that. And that's shut. Meboreach ala Moliach, you make a broth on the Moliach when you're having it separately. Upeetah as a that will cover the bread. And that's because then the Gemara asks, what? How can you have a case where you have something salty and that's, that's going to be, and the, the bread will be toppled to it. Answers the Gemara, yes. Because you're having it, especially if you say you're having one after the other, that would also be in, uh, as part of the Gemara. For Shabbat, you're having one after the other. You're first having the salty thing to counteract the fruit. And then after that, you have the bread to counteract the salty thing. So therefore, yes, the bread can be toppled to the, to the salty food. That's just the Maharish and the Gemara. Just to sum up now, the halakha and when it comes to Iker and Toppel. Generally speaking, there are two types of, of uh, if you want, um, ikhar and tofel. One is where you have a, halak, uh, a, a mixture. It can be a mixture which is halakhically a mixture, or it can be a mitzir, thicker mixture. 
And the geostick of mixture will be if you take two liquids and you mix them together, clearly now they are one. A halachic mixture is, for example, a fruit salad, a chalice. These sort of things are mixed together and halachically we look at them as a mixture. In each of these cases, the halacha is that if you've got a mazonis in there, unless it's serving a very uh, non-choshev purpose, for example, it's only binding the thing like in, a, like in a, let's say, a filter fish, where the, the flour is only holding it together, but assuming that's not the case, then assuming it's there to add taste, to add uh, whatever it is, a choshev azaf to it, then the bracha will always be mazonis. So let's say if you've got a, a chulant, and in your chulant you've got barley, even though it's not the main ingredient, it may not be your favourite ingredient, it doesn't matter. The broth on that chulant will be mazonis. We'll clarify in a second, but that's, that's where it starts. If there is no mazonis there, or I suppose the mazonis is not serving a, a, a choshev purpose, then we go to the next stage. And the next stage is, we say, which one do you consider to be the ikha and the other one enhancing? So, for example, if let's say you've got a, um, a, um, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of it. I couldn't think of it yesterday. Either during this year, when you've got um, meat on the top and underneath it, well, actually, maybe it's the other way around. You have uh, meat underneath and the, 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 the uh, potato on the top, Whichever way, whichever, whichever way around it is. Um, I can't think of the name. I'm, I'm, I'm sure people, people know, know, know what I'm talking about. So, um, what broccoli do you make on that? It's got no mazonis in it. So you say to yourself, well, which one do I consider to be the ikka? If to you, the main thing is the meat, and the potato is there just to enhance the meat, so you make a charcoal. If you say no, the, the, the potato is, is, the, is, the, is shepherd's pie, that's what I want, shepherd's pie. So, if you say, no, the potato is the main thing, the meat is just, just to enhance the potato, then you make a adoma. But if you turn around and you say, look, there's no mazonas, I don't consider one to be more icker than the other, so then we follow the majority ingredient. That could be a fruit salad as well, whichever one is the majority ingredient. Now, if you turn around and you say, but I can't really decide which one's the majority, they look just as much as each other, then you, the advice is make one of them into the majority ingredient. Remove some of the meat, remove some of the potatoes, whichever one it is, make one of them into the majority ingredient. That is the halacha over there. You can then have something else, as you said the other type, which is not a mixture. For example, a cracker with tuna on it, or a cracker with any spread for that matter. It's two distinct layers. In fact, before I come to this, I should have just clarified, before we come to that. Let's just go back again to the, the actual mixture. To clarify, so let's say I've got a fruit salad. So we said, well that's a mixture. So, so I first, there's no mazonis there. Next thing I look at is, one of, do I consider one of those fruits to be the ick and the rest is just enhancing it? No? Then you go after the majority. What happens if, is that, do we say it's a, a mixture even if I can see all the distinct parts? I can see my grapes there. I can see my melon there. I can see my piece of pineapple there. I can see all the distinct parts. Or in my children. Okay, there's no barley there. So now I'm looking at, let's say, I don't consider one to be more than that. So I can see all the parts separately. Or oh, it does have barley, so I'm at it. I can see all the parts separately. I can see my potato, I can see my meat, I can see my barley. So there is a shifter, I think it's the Chai Odom, which holds, in that case, it's not a mixture. And you'd have to make separate brothels. Um, well, at least it's not a mixture. And you go back to the normal rules of Ik and Topa when it's, if one's enhancing, etc. But the truth is that the Mishnah Burra says, we don't pass them like that. 
He said, if somebody wants to be machmir, fine, to mush down one of the ingredients, so it does become a proper mixture, so one of the parts is not distinct. But as uh, the Mechabah, the, I think it was the Tabrocha, he says, but I think he asked her, but he asked her, should he include that? You know, Yeresh Shamayim should be machmir. He says, no. Because wherever we find Yeresh Shamayim Yachmir, that means if you consider yourself to be a Yeresh Shamayim, you have to be machmir. He says here, even a Yeresh Shamayim does not have to be machmir, because our locha is clear cut. We don't paskin like the Chayod. I think it's the Chayod. We paskin, even if the bits are distinct, are discernible, it doesn't matter, it's still a mixture. You want to be machmir? Fine, you can be machmir. Mush down one of the parts, but you're not the clear to do so. Says the Orachal Shulchan, but that's only when they are distinct. But if they are actually big pieces, that you couldn't get on one spoonful, you can't get on one forkful, you can't get your potato and your meat, then enakami. In that case, you make separate brachas. So, for example, let's say my chalons. So, I've got there my barley. So, we go, barley, yeah, straight away the whole lot is mazonis. So you make a mazonis and that passes everything. But not if I've got a massive piece of potato there. I've got whole potatoes, massive chunks of meat there, which you can't get everything on a forkful, you can't get it all on a spoonful. In that case, you'd make separate brachas. In that case, you make separate brachas. This is what the, uh, the, the Orach HaShulchan says. So again, if they're distinct, that doesn't matter. It's still considered a, a, a single, that's still considered a, a single entity. But, if they are so big the pieces that they can't be eaten on one spoonful, then they're no longer considered a single entity and therefore just because you've got mazonis there or one's a majority ingredient or anything like that, you make separate brachas. So if in your fruit salad you've got massive chunks, wouldn't call it much of a fruit salad then, but then an achanami you'd have to make separate brachas on the adama and the ho'it. That's all with regard to something which we're referring to as a single entity, a proper mixture. Something which is clearly distinct like, as I said, not, it's not even considered halakhically a, a, a mixture. For example, your, um, so in, in, in this case, the klolim are, sort of, there's basically two, two things here. Let's say my cracker and my tuna. So if the cracker is the main thing, the cracker is the main thing, so then I'm going to say like this. The tuna is there just to enhance the cracker, so I make a broch of and a mizenis and that's it. If I have an unusual case where a person comes around and says, no, 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 the tuna is the main thing. I, I want a crunchy taste, I'll, I'm having the cracker with it, but I really want the tuna, that's my main thing, the cracker is just enhancing the tuna. Then, here we go. You have to make a shakal on the tuna, of course, but you also have to make a mazonis on the, on the cracker, because the cracker, being mazonis, cannot be 100% total. It can't be covered by the shakal on the tuna. That's our offer. But, if I've got, in other words, like this, if I've got a mazonis within this non-single entity, then, no matter what, I'm always going to have to make a mazonis. It's just a matter of whether I have to make the other broth as well. That depends on which one you consider to be the ikka. If there is no mazonis there, if I've got, let's say, um, uh, what the example they give is, let, let's say, um, a piece of melon, a chunk of melon, with some, uh, and I dip it into, uh, into some yogurt. So now, there's only going to be one brocha, and that is whichever one you consider to be the, the main thing, and the other one, which is only enhancing it, will be covered by that brocha. That's it. Now, there are a few exceptions to these rules, and that is like this. What happens if you have, we've said, going back to the, the, the first thing we said, if you've got something which is halakhically, which has been made into a single mixture. So that can be, as we said, it could be mitziosik, you can mix 
liquids together. Or it can be that you cook something together, even though they are actually distinct. They're distinct. Doesn't matter. That's clearly been made into one dish. That is halakhically considered one entity. And with a fruit salad, the same thing, by the way. Even though they haven't actually been made, they haven't been uh, cooked together. So what makes that into a single entity? So the post can say, Rabbi Yashiv, Rabbi Shaina, Sina Kwetra, Rabbonna says, he asked them, they say it doesn't matter. Since clearly you're trying to make it into a different food. I'm not just having a grape now. I want a fruit salad. It's a completely different thing. That's considered a mixture. Those are all, all the examples we've spoken about of the single entities, as we said. Which the, the rule there was, Mazonos, if there's Mazonos there, you make a Mazonos. If there's no Mazonos, you go after whichever one you consider to be the main, the main thing. If you don't consider one to be the main thing more than the other, then you go after the majority ingredient. What happens if I have, let's say I've got Knezeluk and a soup. Now I actually, let's say I cooked or baked or whatever I did with it, I cooked the Knezeluk in the soup. So it's been cooked together. Surely that halakhani should be one, one, uh, should be one um, entity. Say so the first thing, no. A solid and a liquid cannot become one entity. That's halakh. And therefore we consider it to be two separate entities. And therefore it takes on that office of the second group that we talked about. I.e., if you consider the soup to be the ikka, the soup is the ikka, and the kanadalaf is just added to give an extra something to the soup, so then you make, first take a bit of kanadalaf, make a mazonis on it, and then you take a, the soup and you make shahakal. But if in the unusual case you consider the, the kanadalaf to be the ikka, you know, and I just want some soup with it, then you make just a broth or you make a mazonis, and that covers everything. So too if you put croutons into your soup. Same idea. They are solid. The soup is, is the liquid. So therefore I have to ask myself which one is the ikka and which one is the tofu. So with some kids it becomes instead of soup with croutons it becomes croutons with kids uh, with, with uh, soup. They want the croutons they're not interested in the soup. They only have to have it because they know otherwise they can't get the croutons. So then you just make a mazonis and that's it. But for normal people the croutons are there just to enhance the soup and therefore you have to make two separate brachas. Again because it's not one entity, so you make, take a few croutons, make mazenis on it, and then you take from the soup, and you make shahakal. Um, there is another exception, as we said, and that is when you have, um, when you have mazenis acting as, what, what they refer to as the absolute total. We said, for example, in a cake, sorry, not a cake, let's say in a gefilte fish. So gefilte fish, definitely one entity, you've got the fish, and matzo meal. So, according to the rules we've said until now, definitely should be Mazonis. There's one entity, there's Mazonis there, it should be Mazonis. We say no. Because since the Mazonis is only there just as a binder, that's not a double Choshev, therefore it's Shahatul. Now, by the same token, what happens if, let's say I've got ice cream in an ice cream cone? Now, normally speaking, you'd say, why am I having the ice cream cone? Well, the truth is, the ice cream is definitely the main thing I want. But, you give me an ice cream cone, I like the ice cream cone as well. No. I'll eat both. So since the ice cream is the main thing, so you have to make two separate brothers. One on the ice cream cone, and one on the ice cream. First make a mazonis, then you make shahaka. But, in the case where, let's say, a person says, I'm not interested in the ice cream cone. Then actually, the only reason I'm having the ice cream cone is because I've got nothing else to hold the ice cream in. So I'm only using the ice cream cone to hold the ice cream. No, I'll eat the ice cream cone if you're giving it to me. I'll eat, I'm not going to eat, sort of suck out just the ice cream. In that case, the ice cream cone becomes completely toffel, completely toffel, and you only make a shahakal. Same thing if a person's at a kiddush, and he wants to take some egg. They haven't provided anything for the egg. He says, okay, I'll have to eat one of the, I'll take a cracker to eat the egg on. But I'm not interested in the cracker at all. 
It's not just pshat. Like I said, before you can get somebody, normally, prob- probably, n- the normal thing is, you want the cracker, but you don't want to crack on its own, you want a uh, uh, spread on it, so you take the eggs, you make just some azone. You can then get somebody who says, no, I want the egg, but I want it to be a bit more crunchy, a bit more substantial, so I'll have a cracker with it. So then you make two separate brosses. But then you can get a case where a person says, I don't want the cracker, I just need something to hold it on, I'm not using my hand. So in that case, you just make a broth on the egg, and that covers the cracker. You can eat the cracker. You just make a broth on the, on the egg. Um, the mice, when it comes to bread, by the way, you, sh- you should be aware, that Mr. Burra says, when it comes to bread, I don't know whether he says the same, it doesn't seem he says the same with the cracker, but with bread, you do have to be very careful. Because he says, when he brings it down to Halacha, he says that he, he's very careful to say, or the Shukhar is very careful to say, that you have the Pairiske Nusar, then you have the salty thing, and then you have the bread. He says, if you just had the salty thing with bread, he says, it won't necessarily be the case that the bread will come absolute, absolute tofer. Let's take a look at the Mishra for more details. I'm not, I'm not going through every single, single halacha here, because it, it gets a little more calm. I'm just talking about the main halacha here. But take a look for yourself. In, in Shulchan Aruch, you can see it's just a simon, the ratio is based on it. I can't remember exactly which simon it is. Ratio is aleph, ratio is based somewhere around there. It's just two seasons. Well worth taking a look through it to get the, to see the rules for yourself. But to finish off with, as we finished yesterday, today it's a little late, but I suppose it's still, still anyone who hears this day on Yisru Chag, I'm sure you've still got a little bit of cheesecake left over. No, what broccoli do you make on cheesecake? Cheesecake, the vast majority of it is cheese, charcoal. On the other hand, you've got some, you've got some azonis there. So what do you do? Just keep you in suspense one second, because I want to actually end with that shayla. Just one, as it came to mind. One other halacha very important is that, as we said, you've got to have the toffel in mind. You make a bracha on the ikah and you cover the toffel with that. You've got to have it in mind. It's got to be covered by the bracha beforehand. So you've got to have it in mind, you've got to have it in the table. You can't walk outside and then come back in and then say, oh, I'll eat the toffel now. Because there's a halacha, which we're not, it's actually in Gemara and Stockholm, so we're not really going to be talking about this, but a change of location ends your bracha. If you're eating an apple, you eat half your apple, you put the apple down on the table, you walk outside, come back in, you want to continue to eat an apple, you've got to make a new bracha. So too, if I make a bracha on the ikah, I go outside, I want to come back in now to have the tofel, now it's going to require a bracha. Because the tofel, remember the tofel does require a bracha. It's just for shut that the bracha on the ikah covers the tofel. Very important Allah. But what if I have the tofel before I have the ikah? What if I decide to have the, ikah, the tofel before the ikah? That's not very advisable. Because if you have it before the ikah, then you're going to have to make a separate bracha on it. You're going to have to make a bracha on it. And there, the remorse says you make shahakal. Other folks can disagree and say you don't make shahakal. You make the required bracha on it. So it's not a good idea to do it because you're going to get into a sophic of what bracha to make on the tofel. That's number one. And number two, very often it can be a bracha shein of tarifa. There's no reason to have to do that. You could have just passed it all with one bracha on the ikah. So it's not advisable to do that. Try to always have the tofel either with the ikah or after the ikah, but not before the ikah. And if, by the way, if once you finish the ikah, you've still got a bit of tofel left over. So in other words, let's say, let's say I had, um, let's say I had, um, I don't know, I, I, was, I was having my, my um, egg, and, uh, uh, egg and tuna. Not egg and tuna. Egg on crackers. So no, I took my cracker and I was eating, the, eating it with, with the cracker. At the end of it, I was left with a little bit of egg. So on that egg, you don't have to make a new bracha. Obviously, if you take a new helping of egg now and you want to eat the egg on its own, of course it needs its, its own bracha. But if it's just the leftovers, 
is still covered by the bracha on the, the image on the ikah. But as I said, now returning and finally we'll deal with the shiloh, what about the cheesecake? The majority is definitely the cheese. On the other hand, it's got mazonas in it. You've got a layer of, of, of biscuit there. So, at first glance, what would you assume? You'd say, well, it's all baked together. Definitely a single entity. Right? Remember, if it's baked together, two solids baked together, and they're one, one body now, even if they're not one body, if they're baked together, well, in which case, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be mazonas. Definitely should be mazonas. But there's a catch here. Because why, what's the point of that, of that uh, layer of biscuits? Is it there, is it doing something? Or do you say no? It's there just to hold the cake together. It's there just for good looks, apparently. Apparently some of them put it there just to make it look nice. And the answer is, it will depend on why it's there. And the person says, you've got a very thin layer of biscuit there, a very thin layer just along the bottom, which is clearly there just to hold it together, or just for looks then you just make a shahakot. Because in that case, it's the, there the, it becomes just like a binder. Just like a binder. It's completely topfell to the cheese, and you make a bracha just on the cheese. Shahakot, and that covers everything. But if you've got a thicker layer of biscuit, it may not be. It may well be that it's not, it's not the majority ingredient. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we look at, if it's a single entity, it was all baked together, you make a bracha on the mazonet and that covers everything. So you make just the mazonet and that's it. Then you enjoy your cheesecake. So again, if it's a very thin layer, you make a charcoal. If it's a thicker layer, says Ramosha Feinstein, you make a mazonet on it. That brings us to the end of the sugya of Iker and Sofa. Have a very good Isruchag and that of Shabbos now, have a very good Shabbos. But if you hear this after Shabbos, I suppose, have a very good Vach. <laughs>